Welcome to the Community Church Podcast. This week, we had a special summer celebration where we told of how God has been working in our community through our church in the lives of kids and students through Vacation Bible School, Show Choir Camp, and Love Your Neighbor Local Missions Trip. This week, Pastor of Student Ministries, Joseph Ferno, talked about the sweet love of Jesus from Psalms 66, verses 16 through 20. I won't spoil it, but if you happen to have a pineapple around, you should go grab it. Thanks for joining us, and without further ado, here's Pastor Joseph. If you're anything like I would be, at this point, you're probably starting to get a little bit curious about uh, these pineapples that are up here and the pineapple that's out at the coffee bar and this kind of ridiculously bright yellow uh, pineapple shirt that I'm wearing and the pineapple shirts that our students are wearing um, and, and all of that. And so I want to kind of tell you what these pineapples are all about and why it is that our students are calling this Sunday Pineapple Sunday. And it all goes back to Wildside, um, which was kind of at the start of our summer as a student ministry. Um, it was back in June. Um, and, oh man, it, w- it was just an incredible, incredible experience. And what happened at, at Wildside was, uh, of course, all of the fun and exciting and insane and crazy uh, middle school camp stuff. I mean, there was color wars and there was swimming in the lake and fishing and uh, costume nights and space themes and uh, just uh, like high energy all day, every day, um, blow parties, all that great stuff. We had an absolute blast. Um, But more importantly, we spent the week talking about the sweet love of Jesus Christ. Um, And our speaker, his name was Ben, and he was a fellow youth pastor. And he was was a wonderful guy. He's a little bit quirky. um, And he has this analogy that he uses with his students all the time. And he brought it to Wildside this week, or that week in June. And uh, the analogy really centers completely around pineapples. Ben is obsessed with pineapples, and he uses them to talk about God's love love with his students and as a reminder to share God's love. And so we talked about God's sweet love for us uh, all throughout the week, and we talked about it in a few different ways. Um, First, we talked about how we can experience God's love. We talked about um, reasons we can trust God's love for us. We talked about the obstacles that get in the way of us uh, communicating God's love. And then we talked about ways to share God's love. And at the center of every message, in addition to scripture, was this analogy of pineapples. Um, Pineapples representing that sweet love of Jesus. And so this is how this this worked out. Um, First off, you have have the pineapple. And the real exciting part of a pineapple is the fruit on the inside. It is sweet. It is delicious. um, It's bright yellow and colorful and exciting, and that pineapple fruit represents Jesus' sweet love for each of us, because God's love is sweet. And I think that that is a phenomenal reminder, because sometimes for us as believers, God's love for us and his work of love for us on the cross can become something that we take for granted. You know, we, we understand and realize that Jesus loves us, that God loves us, and that Jesus died for us, but It becomes almost mundane when we hear it over and over and over again. And if you've grown up a Christian, maybe that's that's where you are, is is you know that God loves you factually, but you've forgotten how sweet that is. How sweet and beautiful and miraculous it is that God has love for you. And that God sent his son to die on the cross for you and that he rose from the dead. That is sweet. That is beautiful. That is joyous. And that is what the fruit of the pineapple 
pineapple represents. And then Ben would tell you that this leafy kind of uh, top part of the pineapple, that is uh, God's addition of celebration to the pineapple. That when God created pineapple, he thought it was so sweet that he just, he just had, to ha- had to add a little bit of celebration there right on top. Uh, and so this top part of the pineapple represents celebration and celebrating God's love for us, which is so valuable and so important. You know, we don't just experience God's love for us, but we celebrate it. We make a big deal about it. We, we experience the joy and celebration that we can have when we experience God's love. And so there's the, the love of Jesus, there's the celebration on top, and then of course, there's this outer um, prickly, kind of hard shell that you have to get through. And if you've eaten a pineapple like this, you know that this outer shell, that can be kind of a lot to deal with. It's not a particularly easy fruit to get to if you're doing it yourself. And so for us as believers, this hard outer shell can represent our own sinful nature, our own harshness. You know, there's times in our lives where where we want other people to see God's love in us. We want other people to get to experience that joy, that sweet love that God has put in our heart. But our own sinfulness, our own harshness, it can get in the way of that. And we can't do anything about that for ourselves. And so what we have to do is we have to allow God to cut away at those prickly parts. We have to let God remove remove those by convicting us. And the more that we allow God to do that, the more that his love shines through and the more that it's revealed to everyone around us. And finally, um, if you eat one of these pineapples full size like this, you cut it up and you eat the whole thing by yourself, uh, you're, you're insane. <laughs> this is way too much pineapple for one human being to consume by themselves at one time. So this isn't meant to be kept to yourself. Pineapples are meant to be shared with those who are around you. And so all week, every single night at camp during the sessions, before the message, Ben would come out and he'd bring out a bunch of pineapples and he would pass them out to the students. And he would say, you're getting this pineapple as a reminder that just as I pass it out, you are to pass out the love of Jesus, that you are supposed to share it with others. And so passing out pineapples became this exciting reminder of what we're supposed to do with God's love by sharing it with others. And I have to tell you what, like, these pineapples, it seems so silly and quirky, but man, I have never seen students retain so much of a camp speaker's sermons after the fact. I mean, we are still continuing to talk about pineapples with our students even today. They're bringing it up. They've been so reminded of God's sweet love just because of something so simple, like a pineapple. And so we want to continue the tradition. Uh, I got three guys that are going to come up here and help me pass these out. But we don't want to just talk about these. We want to actually give these away to some people. Um, So come on up. Uh, I need Danny. I got Caden coming over here. Caden, you can take this one. And we're going to pass these out. And if you receive one, remember that it's to be shared because it's, it's as we share God's love. Um, and remember to celebrate um, and allow this pineapple to be a reminder of what God has done for you. Um, so you guys can go find someone out in the crowd um, who want a pineapple. So go find someone. Yeah. Also, uh, if you're like, man, I wish I had pineapple. Uh, We have pineapple out there for everybody. So after the service, go grab some pineapple, fill up a little cup of it um, and eat it and enjoy it and also be reminded of God's sweet love for you. Uh, We just couldn't pass out, you know, 300 full-size pineapples for some reason. Uh, 
So this, this idea of sharing God's love, of celebrating it, this isn't just something that we did at Wildside. This isn't just a silly um, analogy with pineapples that works for students. Sharing God's love and celebrating it via testimonies and stories is a deeply biblical idea. And we see examples of it all through scripture. And the place that, that I want to go to today is Psalms chapter 66, verses 16 through 20. Um, and let's read it together. And it's just, again, that idea of sharing stories, sharing testimonies, passing on God's love. So Psalm 66, verses 16 through 20, it says this. Come and listen, all who fear God, and I will tell you what he did for me. For I cried out to him for help, praising him as I spoke. If I had not confessed the sin in my heart, the Lord would not have listened, but God did listen. He paid attention to my prayer. Praise God who did not ignore my prayer or withdraw his unfailing love from me. It's a beautiful passage. The first thing that I see is that believers should celebrate the work of God. There's this call to celebrate. There's this call to those who are listening to come and listen, to come and hear what God is doing and to celebrate it. And we see that we want to do this with joy and with boldness. That when God works in our lives, that we should come to others with boldness and with joy and share those things. What I love about Psalm 66 is that if you read the entire chapter, you'll notice that it's, it's a poem. And that every stanza of the poem starts with a similar call. I've got it laid out for you. So here's in verse 16 from our passage today. Come and listen, all who fear God, and I will tell you what he did for me. But in verse 2, it also says, tell the world how glorious he is. And in verse 5, come and see what God has done, what awesome miracles he performs for his people. And so we are told to have this joyful, bold call to say, hey, come, listen, get over here, come and see. Let me tell you how glorious God is. Let me tell you all the things that he has done for me. And to do that with boldness, these aren't shy expressions of God's goodness. I believe that David was writing this with confidence and excitement, like come over here, everyone gather around, everyone come and listen. And we can do the same thing in our lives as God works for us is to call other people around, especially other believers, and encourage each other by sharing the things that God is doing. Secondly, um, I think it's important to notice that, that testimonies are, are more than just salvation stories. I think sometimes for us as believers, when we think about testimonies, we kind of think of, okay, how did I get saved? How did I come to know Jesus? And that's what a testimony is, and that's kind of where it stops. And that's all we think about when we think about sharing a testimony of Jesus. When we think about sharing God's testimony. And if someone was going to come on stage and, and share a testimony, we would expect that it would probably be about how God saved them. But testimonies are, of course, they're, they're more than this. David didn't understand the gospel in its fullness. He's writing here in Psalms in the Old Testament before it's been fully revealed. So he's not speaking of, of his literal salvation in the way that we would share a testimony. He's speaking of how God has saved him in specific circumstances. And I think that there's three specific ways that, that I really notice in my life of, of sharing testimonies of what God is doing. The first is, is how he saved me, how he transformed me. The second are the things that he's done in my life since that time. And there are so many things that I can look back on in the past in my life, whether it's a, a powerful experience at a missions trip or a specific moment with family where, where I can say, man, 
this, this thing that God did for me in that season was amazing. And I want to continue to tell that story. And that's part of what David is doing here. And then we also, we can share stories of God's present working, what God is literally doing for us in our lives in the here and the now. And even those stories that haven't been fully realized yet. And that's really a lot of what we're doing today is we're sharing testimonies and stories of what God has literally just been doing. And a lot of it is salvation stories, but a lot of it is, man, I, I heard from God. Like I felt so distanced from him and now I'm, I'm close to him. We all have those stories. It can be simple things. You know, maybe you've been praying for something. God answered that prayer in whatever way he chose, but he answered it and it was clear. So we can come to each other and we can say, God answered prayer. God showed up. He responded. That's part of what David is saying here is, I, I was praying. I was crying out to God and he heard my prayer. And how beautiful would it be is whenever we gathered, we came together and we shared the ways that God was answering prayer. That'd be awesome. Another simple way to share a testimony of God's present working is, you know, man, maybe you were really struggling. Maybe you were having a rough week and another believer came alongside you and encouraged you and edified you, helped pick you up, helped you get through that valley. And that's a story of God's working and that story has value to be shared. Maybe it's even, man, I was struggling to pay, pay the bills. It's, gas prices are, are so expensive and so I, I couldn't put gas in my tank, but then God showed up and he provided and the only explanation I have for being able to, to provide for my family was that he took care of it. That's a story of God's present working that should be shared with both unbelievers and believers alike. So there are lots of different ways to share testimonies. And then I think another wonderful part of this that we see here in David's story in Psalm 66 is that these stories get passed down through generations. These stories are passed down from one generation to the next and to the next. I want you to notice that even in the midst of his testimony in Psalm 66, that David calls back to the Red Sea. He says he made a dry path through the Red Sea and his people went across on foot and there we rejoiced with him. David wasn't there for this. David was not alive for the moment that the Israelites crossed the Red Sea. For that moment when the Egyptians were storming them on one side and on the other was this massive sea that they could not cross. And through Moses, God parted it so that they could walk across and defeated their oppressors, brought them to safety, and eventually, after 40 years of wandering, the promised land. David didn't get to experience that firsthand. The reason that he's writing about it now, the reason that he knows about this story of God's miracle is because that story was passed down from generation to generation to generation to where it was finally told to him and he is telling it again here in Psalms. We should be passing down our stories through generations. We should be sharing the things that God has done personally for us with the next generation. I got to see a taste of that this week because while we are at Love Your Neighbor, we had three absolutely incredible volunteers who are all quite a bit older than our middle school students. I don't know exactly how old they are, and if I did, I wouldn't reveal that to you, um, but uh, they are much older than our middle schoolers. And that's Fran Mikan and Steve and Wanda Voris. And they, they yeah, these guys, I uh, love spending the week with them. Um, but man, it was, it was so incredible to see our middle school students 
get to watch the example of a generation, couple generations older than them, love their neighbors with them, to serve God with them, to walk alongside them. I mean, these guys were out here with us five days a week, uh, 14 hours a day, keeping up with us, serving. A couple times they had to go home and take a nap in the middle of the day and then come back, but they did that. They kept showing up for our students and walking alongside them. And it was a highlight of my week to see them sharing their testimonies, sharing what they've learned on their journey with Christ with our young students, and to see how that was passed down through the generations. So as we experience God's goodness, as we experience his sweet love for us, and we see him show up in our lives, we need to pass that on through the generations. How cool would it be is if your great-great-grandchildren know your story and how God used you because it was passed on. It would be incredible. Finally, or in continuation, I want to note that these stories lead us to worship. That when we stop and we recognize what God is doing, when we look for the ways that he is working, it leads us to worship. David says this, he says, I cried out to him for help. I was praising him even as I spoke. And so what David is doing is even in this valley, even in this moment of struggle, he is recalling moments like the Red Sea. He is recalling these moments where God showed up for him. And so even as he is struggling, even as he is crying out yet again for God's help, he is praising him at the same time. Because the remembering of those stories of what God has done is pushing him to worship God, is encouraging him to celebrate. And we saw this happen at Love Your Neighbor as well. And I think that this is so cool because, man, when we talk about celebrating these stories and worshiping in the midst of these stories, it doesn't have to be hypothetical or or figurative. It can be literal. One of our our middle school boys got saved on Thursday night, along with a lot of VBS kids. Um, when When the gospel was presented, he responded. And we got to have a long conversation about what that meant for him. And, and he was saying, I want to give my life to Jesus. I want to be baptized. And he was like, when can I be baptized? How fast can this happen? Like, I'm, I'm so excited and I want everyone to know it. And that was beautiful. And so we didn't just hear that story and moved on. We took all of our students out to the parking lot. I opened the doors on my car. We blasted the music all the way up. I put on the cha-cha slide and we did the cha-cha slide in the parking lot. Because the reality is is that that the angels are dancing in heaven. There's a celebration on Thursday night in heaven for what happened in Caleb's soul, and we want to be a part of that celebration. That story of what God did in Caleb's life led the rest of us to worship God, and it was amazing. So every story has this thread of the gospel in it. Every single story can be even in his present working and what he's done in the past, but you'll notice as you begin to pay attention that even your stories of what God is doing in your life that that you don't necessarily connect to the gospel have that thread line through them. And this was true for David as well. Here it is again. He said, if I had not confessed the sin in my heart, the Lord would not have listened. But God did listen. He paid attention to my prayer. Praise God who did not ignore my prayer or withdraw his unfailing love from me. Even in this testimony of how the Lord answered David's prayer, we see themes of the gospel. We see how God responds to us when we confess sin and we allow God to forgive us and move us closer to him. We see that God is responding to prayer, that he answers prayer. We see that God does does not ever withdraw his unfailing love for us. Those are all threads of the gospel 
that if we cry out to God and we ask for forgiveness, that he died on the cross for us, that he responds to our prayers and that his love never fails us and the Holy Spirit is always with us. This is David's simple testimony of an answered prayer and yet there are threads of the gospel. So maybe for you, as, as you seek to, to share the good news with your friends, maybe it starts with this story of God's present working. And instead of going up to your coworker or, or your friend or your family member and saying, hey, I need to just tell you the gospel from, from creation to fall to uh, death and resurrection to heaven and, and hit all those points and give you the theology of it, maybe it starts with this is what God has done for me. Maybe it starts like that blind man in the New Testament that Jesus healed. And when he was questioned by the Pharisees, all he could say was, I don't know much about this man. I just know that once I was blind and now I can see. So even someone like Caleb or these VBS kids who just got saved, they don't know every little nuance of the theology of the gospel, but they can say, I don't know a whole lot about Jesus, but I know he saved me. I know he forgave my sins. And then we can build on that. So share your own stories. Celebrate your own stories. Look, begin to look for the ways that God is working. Begin to look for the things that he is doing. Open your eyes to what's going on around you. And then don't just keep those to yourselves. Pineapple's too big for you to eat by yourself. Share it with other people and see how God uses it to continue to multiply the faith and the love of God in the world around you. And that is it for this week's message. You can see many other aspects of our celebration service on our YouTube channel. I'll leave a link in the show notes. Have a blessed Lord's Day, and we'll see you next week.